1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Plus Platoon. My name is Derek, and I'm one of the members. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss a moment. So... With the rest of the platoon, I would like to bring in this time, this week, our producers coming on screen, Gina. Gina, how are you doing this evening?
2: Hi, I'm doing really well. I'm excited to talk about Ant-Man, and I'm excited to talk about the new Dookie, Ruby.
1: Yeah, should be, a, you know, some interesting things we saw this week. Next, we have Peter. Pete, how's your evening?
3: Yeah, I'm muted. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because Derek picked my movie here. So um, I'm excited to see if I was able to pick something that he liked because that was the whole point of this. So if he
1: doesn't like it, then I still failed. <laughs> and last this week, we have... Sam. Sam, what's going on?
4: Hey everyone. Not much. Just excited to be here. Excited to hear Derek's review of Ant-Man. Um, like Pete said, Pete was the winner last week in that Derek picked his movie pick. Um, however, we don't know if Pete's the true winner or the big loser. Because if Derek didn't like it, then I'd say that makes Pete just the The biggest of losers instead of the big (laughs) winners. So excited to, to see that.
1: Yeah, we'll find out here in a little bit. But first, we've got this week, Sam with Disney Plus News. Sam, what have we got going on this week?
4: Do-do-do-do, Disney Plus News. So there's a lot to talk about this week in the news category. The Muppet Haunted Mansion movie is going to be released on October 8th, which was a week after it was originally advertised. That's the same week that Black Widow is coming to Disney Plus for Everyone, meaning it's coming off of premium and onto the regular subscription service. Um, hawkeye released its trailer this week with the tagline this holiday season the best gifts come with a bow i'm looking forward to that and that's going to premiere on november 24th that is a series not a movie another movie disney's encanto an animated film featuring songs by lin-manuel miranda will be released in theaters on november 24th but it will be coming to disney plus free on Christmas Eve, meaning it will be on your regular subscription rather than premium. Disney also announced that it will be doing theater-only releases for the remainder of the 2021 movies being released. These will all have a 45-day window in the theaters before they're going to be brought to Disney+. Plus. Presumably, that means on regular subscription and not on premium also coming out sister act three it will be a dual release in theaters and on disney plus premiere in 2022 and most of the original cast from the sister act movies is going to return and last but certainly not least we found out this week that high school musical the musical the series has been extended for a season three so it will be coming back to disney plus real soon back to you derek
1: um, I might say that last one may be very well leased of all of that.
4: <laughs> but. but so much to look forward to. So much, so right? Everything, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Muppets is coming out really soon. The Muppet, And I'm sure I know we're all excited for that one. And I mean, there's just a lot. Out there, I'm actually surprised that I didn't know about the new Lin Manuel Miranda and Encanto because he just had released on Netflix, um, Vivo, which was wonderful. I know it's not Disney Plus, but you guys, it's a it's a really fantastic animated film. So there's just a lot, you know. He did Moana and obviously Hamilton, and um, so that's something to really look forward to. Just lots. The
3: the trailer for Encanto is out there, so if you haven't seen it, check it out.
1: It does look pretty good. Yeah, and. The premise behind it is basically everyone is magical in this village except for one girl. So and Ryan did say, you know, that Hawkeye trailer that was if if the show is as funny as the trailer makes it look, it could be a lot of fun.
4: Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that Haley Steinfeld is going to be the new Hawkeye. Um, That was just not something I was expecting. I definitely was expecting a younger female, but just was not expecting her.
1: Now, does that become part of Young Avengers or is she? Yeah. Okay.
4: I know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. We don't, but she could end up in like the regular Marvel universe, you know, the multiverse. We don't know exactly where she's going to fit into other stuff. Yeah.
1: As it, as has been previewed last week, we had the challenge of finding a Marvel movie that I would like. I am um, a Marvel skeptic. Let's put it that direction. Um, And they each pitched an idea and I chose Pete's idea, which was Ant-Man. So the first question is, was this Avenger worthy? Um, to me, this has many Avenger worthy points. Um, definitely had the moments of humor that was promised. I really liked Michael Douglas's one liners in this; those were great. Um, there were times of me actually laughing out loud, like when the security guard friend started whistling "It's a Small World" when he was shrunk down. That was just one of those okay. Um, I did like the lack of big, super long fight scenes, so that. Those are basically in every other Marvel movie, and to me, those always drag, so these didn't have it. Pacing was okay. Um, There's one notable exception that I'll mention later, but for the pacing was okay. Um, Totally agree. I did not need to know anything else about any other Marvel movies other than there are Avengers. Um, I watched uh, this movie with my wife, who is also not a huge Marvel fan, probably knows less about the universe than I do and even when Falcon shows up and my wife didn't know who he was, it wasn't necessary since she knew that the big A meant Avengers. So she assumed he was an Avenger. Uh, The mid credit scene drew both my wife and I into wanting to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, The end of credit scene was mostly lost on me and totally lost on my wife. Um, I knew who the characters all were. She didn't and could put it together a little bit. I'm guessing this leads into civil war, correct? Okay. Um, I caught the phrase the accords, they couldn't contact Stark. Um, I think I'm probably gonna need to see civil war at least before Ant-Man and the Wasp. Am I correct on that? No.
4: Ant-Man no? and okay. the Wasp is kind of a, a its own separate thing, but all of that eventually ties into infinity war and end game. And so that's kind of Ant-Man and the wasp leads into, leads into that part. Yeah. Yeah.
2: More towards infinity war and more way
4: more in end
2: game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but I, so I don't need to see civil war first. Nope. Okay. Okay.
4: You could, you could see Ant-Man and the wasp right now and it, you would, you would be fine. The only thing you
3: need to know is that, uh ant-man helped uh steve captors. he was on the captain's side yeah right and so he was under like at the beginning of ant-man the wasp he's under arrest or he's under house arrest because of that and that's kind of it the rest the rest of the movie is n- nothing to do with the other avengers stuff
1: okay so that's what i thought was avenger worthy for this gina what are your thoughts? Is so
2: I'm pi- I'm pinch hitting. So this is from my memory banks, but I really love the, the character of the daughter. The daughter character is probably my favorite person. She brings the levity. She makes Paul Red seem human and he makes mistakes, even though he's kind of Keystone coppish. She makes him more normal. Um, I love Michael Douglas in this. I just think he's fabulous. And I like the Michelle Pfeiffer little cameo. So that's my Avenger worthiness. And then I remember last week that you don't have all these long drawn out fight scenes. So that makes it even better. Cause you want to watch what happens, especially in that house with the big and the small, I just love the shrinking and the growing. So <laughs> that's, that's the fun part. Anyway, Pete.
3: Well, obviously I picked this movie, um, but I rewatched it and it, I, I hadn't seen it in a few years and actually it was probably even a little better than I remembered. It's still probably middle of the marvel set for me but i still you know i i that still is a good movie it's a very good movie and uh i agree that's one of the things i like is that there isn't any big giant we we went and saw shang chi this weekend and i did enjoy it but the end of it is this big overblown flight fight like there is in so many marvel movies and those get tiring to me after a while and the you know the end fight in this movie didn't really go on too long and still had the humor i love when they're like on the thomas the train engine uh track and they're yeah, fighting I love that. I love and then the he's growing and the, the train's come, and he's like ah! and then, then they just show the train go Bloop. <laughs> um but uh yeah so i i i just i like the way this movie is paced it's not you know it's not one of the big important marvel movies but it's a lot of fun so Sam?
4: Yeah, um, I I agree with I would say everything that's been said. I I really like this movie. It's not my favorite of the Marvel movies, but it kind of falls somewhere in the middle of the pack. Um, it's definitely not at the bottom of the list either. It is funny. It it has the great heist scene we talked about um earlier. I think that's part of the part of the fun of this movie is frankly the first heist where their first Breaking into Michael Douglas's house, and they don't know that they're breaking into Michael Douglas's house. Um, I really love the supporting cast in this movie, and and by that I mean I love Ti in this movie. The rapper is he's wonderful. I love Michael Pena in this movie, who is the you know sort of funny sidekick of Paul Rudd, who's kind of the the idiot of the bunch. Um, I I love um, I even love I mean I love Bobby Cannavale who plays the um the new husband of the ex-wife or or boyfriend of the ex-wife i wish he had a bigger role i actually i kind he's also wonderful as um he plays a really great bad guy in what was that atlantic city show um from i can't remember the name of it but anyway he he Boardwalk empire. Thank you. He, he plays a really good, um, bad guy. I kind of wish he was the bad guy in, in this movie. Um, I'll talk about this later, but I'm not the biggest fan of, of the villain in this movie or the sort of how that all plays out. I think the better parts of this movie are, are the heist and the interactions, uh, between, like Scott Lang, um, the main character Paul Rudd plays and his friends, and with Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly, those are the best scenes. Not to me, the fight scenes and the evil guy are not the most fun part of this movie.
1: And as Steve says, it's Marvel Light, less fights, but more funny.
2: Yes, perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect description, Steve.
1: <laughs> so now. Not everything was great. There's some stuff that should disappear back into the quantum realm. Okay. For me, the ending reminded me of happily ever after at the magic kingdom in that show, they missed the opportunity for a better ending. Have Tink fly somewhere else and end with go the distance. Don't put the coda on the end because go the distance is the big climactic finale. This is similar. It should have ended about five minutes before it really did. Um, The ending gave a couple of funny moments. I loved the huge Thomas the train and the the ant dog was funny, but they could have kidnapped the girl earlier. I thought they were going to kidnap her and show that she was kidnapped when they were still in the vault. That's when I would have had it show up Um, or have the girl in the helicopter or don't have the girl kidnapped. Just make it so that he still knows he has to do this for his daughter. They could have done that without her kidnapping it. They could have shrunk him down to the quantum realm at any point. Um, I will say, though, that's about my only criticism of this. So the the ending.
4: Wow. High yeah. praise from Derek. Wow.
1: So, Gina, what, what for you could go away? So.
4: Let's see. I have to
2: remember. I I agree with Sam on the villain. I don't even remember the villain character. I do believe, I do agree with you that I think that the boyfriend would have been a better villain because he's way more rememberable. Like he's, he, you could remember him. I don't even remember the villain. I don't even like care that much about it. It could have just been the whole thing of Scott Lang learning how to operate the suit and learning how to be Ant Man as a great origin story and having the fight at the end using his powers. then You didn't even need the storyline. You just needed how he became Ant-Man, in my opinion. So that's the one thing is the whole sidebar villain story you don't need.
3: Yeah. I got to agree with you that it's a weak villain. Um, his motivation is meh. I mean, a lot of Marvel movies do this, which is to try to have the tie the villain to the, the hero, Uh, And in this case, it's not, he's not tied to the actual hero. He's tied to Hank Pym. Um, But um, yeah, I don't think that was very effective and it made for a less interesting, um, a less interesting final fight. I will say, I don't think, I don't think the final fight goes on too long. I mean, there's kind of two of them, uh, but they aren't, it isn't so long that you start really wanting it to, to be over. Um, But it's not. It's not the best either. I would agree. The other weakness to the movie is I think um, I understand why, but uh, Evand, uh Evangeline, what, what's her name?
2: Evangeline. Evangeline. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. yeah. Evangeline
3: <laughs> is like super underused in this movie. And I understand the whole idea was Hank was afraid to let her get involved in the suit. And then at the very end, he's like, I've changed my mind. Here you go. And she is much, much you know, I forgive that because she's much, much more involved in the in the second movie. And in fact, she's much, much more competent than Paul Rudd's character in the second movie. So so she's a lot she of was fun a in the, movie, too. she's right. more competent than she's him. She's more this competent
2: movie. than him in all. Yeah. In all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, certainly. <laughs> but,
3: but she just she doesn't do much in this movie. She just kind of stands around a lot. And um, it's it's a little disappointing when you if you watch this movie on its own, but if you get to the second movie, you see she gets a lot more involved with the fights and, and everything like that. So, um, th- yeah, those are really my only two complaints about the movie. I think it could have had a better ending. So Sam, what do you think?
4: Yeah. So I, I have to agree with everything that's been said again. Um, but uh, the, the only thing I would add is so Corey Stoll plays Darren cross. He's the, the villain. Um, and Corey Stoll is actually a fantastic actor. He was wonderful in House of Cards. Um, If any of you watched that show, he played a congressman in that one and was fantastic in it. So I felt like they just didn't give him good character development. I just feel like the villain... You know, the villain in this movie, they they could have given us a better I don't know, a better backstory about his motivations. And then, you know, I I think that the the way they try and tie this into Hydra, where he's trying to sell this technology to Hydra, you know, all I just I hated that. Like, why? It doesn't need to be linked into Hydra. It was a weak link. Um, to the other films. And, and it, like you, like Gina said, this is an origin story. It doesn't have to link in yet to the other films because later Ant-Man ends up, you know, working in Civil War and later. You know, Ant-Man ends up being trapped in the quantum realm and then eventually gets out to help in, in Endgame. So, you know, there's other tie ins for Ant-Man that happen in the MCU that I know Derek doesn't even know about <laughs> that happen later. But I just didn't like the, the that they tried to tie this into Hydra at the end of this movie. It just doesn't. I don't think it works. I don't think it was necessary. Um Yeah, I just, like I said, really the issue with me, the issue with this movie is it has a weak villain and villain story.
1: I would even say they had already tied it into the other Avengers when he fights Falcon.
4: Yeah, Uh that's all you need
1: to know. That's
2: all all you need to know. Exactly.
1: Because, because, oh, by the way, I'm selling this to Hydra. Wait, what? Huh? What? Right. Okay. They didn't get it. Okay. We didn't figure they would. So... Yeah, I well, mean, and it
4: just doesn't because it's an origin story. It doesn't need to tie in really at all it, because he ends up tying in, in later movies. You just don't need to tie in in his origin story. Not all of the other ones tie into each other. I mean, obviously, Iron Man being the first, he doesn't tie into anybody in his origin story. It's just not it's just not necessary.
2: Same with Captain America. Captain America doesn't tie into Iron Man at all. The, it's just an origin. Yeah. Anyway.
4: So,
1: as we always do, we are going to rate this out of five cups of pixie dust. So, I'm going to start this one with Gina.
2: Yes. How many
1: cups of pixie dust out of five?
2: So, it's memorable enough, but it's not in my top... Five. So this is a solid three because my top five are like Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy, even old school original OG Iron Man is up there higher than this. So this is a solid three. It's not the worst, but it's not the top either. Pete, how about you?
3: Yeah, I would um I would have probably given it a three if I hadn't rewatched it, but I actually I'm gonna give it a 3.5. Um I actually like it better than the original Iron Man. Um and uh probably Iron Man 2 as well. So it's it, it is probably as I say towards the middle. It's definitely not uh at the at the top of the list. Um, but there there are I I could easily list at least 10 Marvel movies that I would uh l- rate lower than this one. So, you know, it's 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 kind of in the middle, which for Marvel is is pretty is a pretty good movie. Yeah, so great. I I would so call it a three point five. It's not it's not a great movie, but it's a very good one.
4: Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to have to go with Pete on this. I mean, this is no Black Panther, don't get me wrong, and this is no Guardians of the Galaxy, don't get me wrong on that either, but this is a good Marvel movie, really fun. I'll watch it again. I have watched it again multiple times. Um, you know, if I if I'm just kind of sitting around and want to put on something fun, this is a good one to watch. So, Pete, what were you saying?
3: I was just going to say, and the one other thing is that at the end of it, I wanted to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is a successful movie if it makes you want to watch the next one, right?
4: Yes, yes. And for me, then it sends me down the the binging of, I want to watch, you know, I want to watch Infinity War and then I want to watch Endgame. So I want, you know, I want to watch, yeah, I, I feel you on that, Pete. I think it it does set up nicely for its sequel and for other movies down the road. Derek?
1: Okay, with the qualifier that so far I have given the Avengers a 2.5 and I had given Loki a one, Ant Ant-Man gets a 3.5 from me.
2: Wow, that's high. So, that's really I think, high. I, I, think that's I win.
1: Pete, Pete, I set certain requirements out there. Um, I had always discarded this as, you know, this is not a normal Marvel movie. So I just thought and it's not a Marvel movie. Well, for me, that makes it good, apparently. So, Pete. Job well done. You were successful.
4: Pete, I bow to your <laughs> prowess in a movie selection, selection for Derek. <laughs>
1: now, sadly, we don't have time for an acceptance speech. So, <laughs> yeah, moving right along. Um, the other thing that came out this week was Doogie Kamealoa. Um, it is a Doogie Hauser reboot with a, a young lady who is a doctor in Hawaii. So... I believe, Sam, is this series in good health or is it in critical condition?
4: OK, it's not in critical condition. It's in let's call it decent health. Um, I don't know if I want to say it's in top tip top shape, um, but this is a cute series. It's going to be, you know, for your. Kind of preteen cra- crowd. It's not. I'm not the target audience. Neither are the the rest of the platoon. We're definitely not the target audience. But this will be like a, a fun preteen, you know, that the whole family can enjoy type show. So it's not bad. It's not in critical condition. Um, it's not about to die, you know. It, but it's cute and it's kind of cheesy. And you know, is is it going to be my favorite thing to watch? No, I don't think so would i watch it again sure i guess um in particular to review for this show (laughs) what did you think derek
1: um i would say it's hard to diagnose for me uh while while i was watching it i was not getting into it i think i mentioned to someone that it came across me as a big shot trying to be funny um they play up a bunch of teen comma drama ideas complete with the younger brother liking the best friend who likes the older brother who doesn't know she exists. Uh, There was even the full house music after the patient died um don't get me yeah don't get me started on the stock characters in the hospital staff that those are just so one-liners um on a side note barry bostwick has looked better
4: oh my god God, absolutely i didn't recognize him brian brian was like where do i know that guy from and i'm like and i figure i couldn't remember his name but i looked him up right away and i was like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, (laughs) because I looked
1: at him and I went, "No, that can't be." It is.
4: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he looked terrible.
1: It was interesting though that at the end, I wanted to watch another episode. Um, It had enough comedy. I really liked the intro scene uh, where she, where they pull up to the accident and she basically says, "No, I'm a doctor, and do this for me." For now, I would say it's still in fair condition. I'm not convinced the whole season's going to escape needing intensive medical care. But for me right now, it's okay. Gina?
2: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I um, loved Doogie Hauser MD. I'm the same age as Neil Patrick Harris. We were in high school together. Well, I was in high school. He was a doctor. So I felt like this was an homage to that time period in my life and even the intro was identical and I got a little misty because I'm like it's the same. And then at the end they actually acknowledged Stephen Bochco and I turned to my I texted my friend I said Stephen Bochco died she's like yeah he died like 10 years ago where have you been? I was like I haven't seen anything I, you know I forget. So I really enjoyed that. That's for the parents. They did that for us so I really like that. Um, it's very preteen. I teach second grade. This is perfect for them. So I don't mind watching it on the weekly to tell the kids, hey, did you watch Doogie? And then we can discuss something that's age appropriate and talking about that kind of thing. And I was comparing her the whole time to Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, okay. They're both. 16 they both have the wanda character so he had wanda she has walter i was like oh they even picked a w name yeah so and the best fine. friend who climbs in the window yes, and the best friend so a lot of the things i liked that for the parents so i i will watch it like i said for the seven-year-olds in my life who i can discuss with anyway pete what about you
3: um i think uh, i declare that i was uh, medically bored to death by this show <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't I didn't really care for it. I I never really watched Doogie Hauser. I was aware of it, but I was a little too old to to care about the show. And um I don't know. I just found this, I mean, I I I um actually I like seeing Jason Scott Lee as the uh as the dad. Um he he's al- he's always pretty good. He was recently in Mulan, he was the bad guy in Mulan. And um um and the mom is also in Big Shot, she's the girlfriend in Big Shot. But um, I, I just kind of like, I just I just was very bored by it. And I actually like, I thought the lead character, I'll give this. I thought the lead character, she was a very good actress. She played all the emotions that she had to go through very well. And, you know, I, I, I can see where it would appeal to a certain group. But to me, I liked it even less than Big Shot. And I don't think I would... I don't think I would watch it again.
2: No. And I wouldn't expect you to, especially your daughter's out of the age, you're out of the age. It's basically for people in their 40s who grew up with Doogie and now have teenagers themselves.
1: And I didn't watch Doogie. I never watched Doogie and I still, you know, this is OK. No.
4: So I have I'm a teenager. Watched, yeah. So I watched Doogie like Gina and, and I did appreciate some of the nods to the old show. For example, the the theme song is a re, is just a remake of the original theme song. Um, the you know, he had the he wrote a, a computer diary and she's doing a computer vlog. Um, so I liked those nods. I like the friend climbing in the window. You know, the obviously the love interest in, you know, Wanda and now Walter. And so I I did think there were some good nods. And so those were the things I agree with Gina that made me smile. Um, and I have to say, Derek, I agree with you after watching, um, Brian turned to me and said, Oh, is there only one episode? So we were both kind of ready to sit and watch a couple of episodes. Um, despite the fact that I would say I didn't love it. It was, it, it kept my attention and I, I, I would have watched two or three episodes had there been more to watch. That's one of the things I wonder how Disney decides when they're going to release something in multiple episodes versus releasing something a single episode at a time.
1: I think the better stuff they release single episode at a time,
4: oh, a I mean, big shot a big shot was every week.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> but it was John Stamos. they were paying him enough money. they had to oh. <laughs> so um, yeah. Guys, next week, we are, we've got, we've got diamonds in the rough coming up. We have two of them, guys. One of them recommend, one of them suggested by the platoon members. One of them is from one of you guys out there in the audience. So we are going to be watching both Howard, which is the uh, documentary about Howard Ashman who the composer for Disney and we're going to be watching the national geographic series race to the center of the earth, which is a, one of those re- reality show races where there's teams in different parts of the country and they have to try and get to one area fastest. So I will say I've watched little spoiler on that. I've watched the very first episode of that and it's, it's interesting. it it's fair. The I will say the competition is fair. Whether the show is good, we will wait till next week. but they they actually go to an extent to make sure the competition is fair. So we've got those two coming up next week. Guys, please go onto your favorite podcast service and subscribe to us. Then if you could leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple, so we can get more platoon recruits. Uh, we were le- recently left this review by one of our fans. I've been watching live streams of Plus Platoon for a while now. Found it through the My DVC Points podcast. So happy they are now on Apple Podcasts. While I largely disagree with Derek, who doesn't.
4: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I love the interaction across the whole platoon. Kate is so fun and dynamic. Also loves the perspectives from Rebecca, Sam, and Pete. Keep up the good work.
4: Wow. And that was so nice of all to all of nice, us. Yeah. I yeah, love it. it was. And, <laughs> Thank you, reviewer. <laughs> and,
1: and for writing that review, we're going to be sending you some plus platoon swag that will be we will be debuting very, very soon. So write us a review. If we read it on air, we'll send you some plus platoon gear. With that being said, everyone, I want to say thank you to Gina for stepping in with
4: us. Thanks, thanks Gina. For me, thanks for letting me pinch hit. <laughs> we love, we love we having s- our producer on, on camera.
1: Yeah, and we will see everyone next week. So, bye, everyone.
4: Bye.
0: Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week then head over to apple podcast and leave those five star reviews as they help make the plus platoon visible to even more disney plus fans also go to youtube and like and subscribe to the plus platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live if you have a question for the plus platoon Please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at plusplatoon.
1: The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company.
0: Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued.